We record. Yo, what's up, guys? This is the first ever interview with Daniel Ridgeway. I'm Derek, the designer. I'm Daniel Ridgeway. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess let's just get started, man. How you doing today? Good, you? Pretty good, man. Freaking excited to have you here, bro. Oh, shit. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, hey, yeah. I'm excited to be the number one, the first interview. Yeah, man. The first. Like, that's a really good feeling, man. Like, I, who would have thought we'd both be here right now, you know? I know. Who would have thought? You know, yeah. I'm excited to see where we go. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, where are you from? From Pueblo. Hell yeah. Pueblo, Colorado. That's what's up. Fucking, what's Pueblo like? Well, it's known as, like, one of the most dangerous, like, cities in the U.S. And it honestly, it is kind of dangerous. Like, low-key. Like, I hear gunshots around where I live all the time. It's not. It's not exactly safe. It's not safe. <laughs> Sorry, man. I was getting my drink. No, you're good. But it's not that bad. Like, I've never been shot. So... That's a good per- that's a good uh, caliber to decide whether a place is bad or not. Yeah, if this you've is... never been shot, you know if if your dog has been shot, you know, then <laughs> then that's all right. Oh my god, hell no! Oh, that's worse than getting shot. Your dog gets shot. Oh no, they're gonna call Peter on me, man. <laughs> all right, so you're from Pueblo. It's pretty dangerous. I mean, I don't want that to be all I say. I mean, Pueblo is a dope place to live. <laughs> it's oh, not. Yeah. I mean, lots of cities are dangerous but i mean you know you could still live a normal life there i mean i'm you know i'm not gangbanging <laughs> for sure yeah that's good to hear you're just you're making art right you're, right yeah hell yeah there's lots of musicians in pueblo yeah yeah that's cool man um uh like what what was growing up like in pueblo growing up in pueblo mm, i don't know i feel like it was just a i had a pretty normal childhood like, I kind of jumped around schools a lot. Honestly, just because I hated school, and I always thought, like, a new school was going to be better. And my mom was always down to let me move to a different school. Dang. So I got pretty used to being, like, the new kid and shit. She was always down to... That's, I mean, that's as long like as cool it's... cool mom, I guess. Or yeah. Not. Oh, dude, my mom was so cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> she would let you fucking smoke weed in the house? When I was in high school, yeah. For real, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool mom. That's the mom everyone wants to go visit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always used to hit up my house. Did you? Me? Yeah. 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 You. Yeah. yeah. I was. Tr- I was trying. To, I was trying to keep our relationship under wraps, but yeah. Oh, okay. This yeah. is the homie. This is the homie, Daniel Ridgeway. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, this is my homie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking know this guy for years. Fuck yeah. I'm excited. He's my first. My first interview. Um. So who raised you? Your mom, you were saying? Yeah, yeah, just my mom. That's awesome. Single, single parents, man. Single women. Oh yeah, strong. Hell yeah. As could be. Hell yeah. What did that? What did that kind of teach you? You think? Um, honestly, like low key, it make. I think one downside, because this is just the first thing that came to my mind. One downside of never like really having a dad in my life as a kid. Is like I feel like it's hard to talk to other dudes about my feelings. Like I'd prefer to open up to a girl than to like tell another dude how I'm like, like if I'm actually feeling down, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's like the social stigma with everyone. Like men, men aren't supposed to, right? You know? Yeah. Change that, you know? Freaking men, men cry. Men, men do cry. Yeah. Big boys do cry. Big boy. Yeah. Exactly. Cure is wrong. 
Yeah, you're not a gangster if you don't cry, man. Exactly. Gangsters cry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. Um. So what? At what age did you get really introduced to like music and stuff? Hmm. Honestly, dude, I'm. I'll. I'll be straight up. Like people. Will, people will say this is like cringe now, but like. Uh, well, first I'll say like, when I was real young, I honestly I didn't really listen to rap music. I don't even remember really what I liked. Like, just probably random radio bullshit. But, like, I never really was into rap music until, deadass, I heard the song Dance with the Devil by Immortal Technique. Oh, dang. Is that where he talks about having sex with his mom? That, yeah, he tells the story of that person. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. That was just such a good song to me, I guess, back then. Like, I started to listen to a, a lot of Immortal Technique. Then I just started to listen to other underground rappers like Jedi Mind Tricks and like in uh like Rhymesayers like uh I can't even remember their names like uh what's like Atmosphere and Yeah, yeah. Like uh Brother Ali. Bro, I was gonna say Brother Ali, but I wasn't sure if that was the right name. Like the, the, the white dude Albino the, rapper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would listen to that and then I got really into uh <clears throat> battle rappers, dude. Don't flop, grind time. Uh, all hip hop all the time. A hat is what they called it. Uh, it's a YouTube channel. These are all like uh like uh, rap battle leagues, but yeah, oh. their shit was on YouTube. And uh, like it was like, dude, it was hard as fuck, dude. A lot of these people were incredible, like lyricists, like, and like I noticed like early on, <clears throat> like to me, the best people in these leagues were people that really focused on multiple syllable rhymes. So, like, that's where you're not rhyming just one word at a time. Like, instead of saying hat and then rhyming it with cat, you're you're saying, like, mad hat and then rhyming it with black cat or something like that. I just thought that – I just thought of that off the top. But, like, you're rhyming more than one syllable at a time because a lot of these dudes – because you got you to gotta remember, like, in these leagues that I would watch, um, it was really almost never to a beat. Oh, I just realized I was fucking up the audio the whole time. <laughs> no, sounded that bad. Okay, but uh, it was really never to a beat. It was all acapella. So these guys, you know, they wouldn't, like, like if you tried to put it to a beat, it wouldn't make sense. Because these guys weren't rhyming in 4-4 four, four timing. They were, like, all over the place. It was almost like s- spoken word poetry more than, like, rapping, like, as we see today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I bet I bet a lot of these type of leagues still exist, but uh, uh, so yeah. So when I started rapping, like literally, bro, the first rap I ever wrote in my life was uh, in seventh grade, in uh, this uh, we were in this, I think it was called Gateway to Technology class, GTT, and uh, dude, like this class basically you would learn how to like. Uh, program robots but like a lot of us would just fuck around the whole time in it like there were some kids that really knew this shit and were learning a lot and then everyone else was just kind of fucking around and they would still pass you because it's actually pretty hard and they probably just like all right if you participate you're good but i remember one i remember one day in this class i wrote a, a little diss rap <laughs> to my homie and it was this was the first thing i ever wrote yeah. ever and, like, I don't know, I rhymed words. I couldn't do multiple syllables. 
but like I rhymed, just rhymed some words and made like a little fake diss rap, <laughs> and like and like he read it, and then some homies read it, and they were like, "Oh, this is good and shit." And so I kept writing that type of stuff, like some diss raps, and and then like uh, and then just random stuff eventually, and like literally, dude, all through seventh grade, uh, or maybe this was eighth grade. This, I yeah, I think this was eighth grade. Uh, like literally I would show my homies these raps that I wrote, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't rap them. <laughs> oh, you would I just would, write them. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You were the ghost writer for yourself. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but people would tell me it was good. So I kept going, dude. And then like, and then the, the summer between, uh, eighth grade. Yeah. Eighth grade and ninth grade when I was going into high school, like, dude, I didn't really hang out with anybody. So I just, like, I would just sit around writing raps, like, all day long, like, every day. And I, I had a, I had a sketchbook. It had no lines on it. It was just a sketchbook I got for, like, Christmas or something. And I filled the whole thing up, like, every page front and back with, like, rhymes, ra- like, rapping and shit. And, like, that's where I really learned how to rhyme, like, multiple syllables. Because to no beat... Like, it's definitely kind of easier, you know? You could do a lot of crazy shit and, like, really focus on, like, rhyming crazy things. Like, literally, I I challenged myself to uh, write raps, as I call them. I just call them raps. I, I don't call them verses or anything. Mm. But I challenged myself to write, like, raps that, like, every single word in a line rhymed with, like, the adjacent word in the next line. And it And it was crazy bullshit that... You know, it's not musical, but, like, that really, like, trained my mind to rhyme words really well. And, like, that was, like, my basis for rapping. When I first started rapping to beats, I couldn't do it. Because, like, I had only rapped acapella or not even said it, just, like, wrote it down. But, like, eventually I figured out how to, like, rap to beats, mostly through freestyling. Like, that really increased my skill. Damn. So, so, like... I don't know if should I like kind of keep going with my history. Yeah, keep or... going. Okay, so like, so I got pretty good at freestyling and pretty like good. I thought at like making uh, songs and like I made a bunch of shit in high school. Like, like I don't know if you probably saw. Did you ever listen to any of the shit I posted on SoundCloud? Oh yeah, I remember, man. Under Freaking... yeah, oh yeah. I don't know if I want to say the name, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I had some. I posted a bunch of shit Redacted. on SoundCloud. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, and people would tell me that it was good. And deadass, like, I thought, like, I thought I was, like, incredible. Because I was, because I was only focused on multiple syllables. And I could rhyme pretty, I could rap pretty fast, too. And I thought that made me, like, a fucking god of rap. And, like, like, deadass, like, as a lot of, you know, probably young rappers think, like, I thought, like, I'm going to be the greatest rapper ever. And there's no question I'm going to be famous. Like, leaving high school, like, literally, that was my mindset. I was like, there's no question I'm, I'm going to be a famous rapper. And then, uh, like, I moved uh, to Fort Collins for a while. And, like, I kept trying to make music. But, like, I, I literally just hit, like, writer's block. Like, everything I, I, I wrote, I was just like, this shit sucks. And uh, I got to the point where I, like... I was like, I don't even know what kind of beats I want to rap to anymore. I don't even know what kind of music I want to make. And eventually I just quit. And I, from the ages of like somewhere when I was 19 to when I was 22, I just completely gave up on the idea of 
being a rapper or anything like that. And then like, um, it was when I was 22 and uh, I was a massage therapist. I started thinking oh. like, yeah, I started thinking like, well, this job sucks. I need to do something else. So that's when I was like, uh, well, I want to go back to school. And my idea was to make some kind of documentaries. So literally I like, like I tried like, like three different, I had three different, like I like routes in my mind to get there. And I, like, I kept like cycling through the routes. Like, what do I want to do? Like, cause I thought like journalism could possibly get you there. Like, and then I thought like, I would really love to do like wildlife, like documentaries, like that'd be sick. So I thought like maybe wildlife biology. And then I thought like, shit, well maybe film, maybe film is like the safest idea. Cause if you want to make documentaries, that's the ultimate goal. Like film's probably the safest bet. Oh yeah. But I don't know. Eventually I figured out I I don't think I would like making documentaries. I don't think I'd be satisfied making film. Like I'm kind of I think I kind of skipped ahead a little bit, but I want to talk about like so that happened. I went back to school and my thought was like I'm going to make some kind of film. It's documentaries. I'm going to do it some kind of way. And then um COVID hit and like I was stuck in my house for months. Oh wait. You're getting ahead. You're getting ahead. I am. Yeah, I had I had, I had a little bit of questions for you before that. Okay. Before okay. right now. Okay. Before okay. right now. All but right. Like, yeah. I like where you're going, but like, you know, let's, let's freaking yeah, I'm down there. St- yeah. Structure this out. Okay. Um. So um. So you had a little bit of a writer's block, you said, for a few years. Yeah. Um, because you thought you you thought you were going to be greater than you were at an early age. Yeah, yeah, when I yeah, I thought I was going to be like the greatest. And then not only that, but like like I said like I got to the point where I'm like I don't know what kind of music what kind of songs I want to make. Like cuz it's not really enough just to rap really great. Like mm-hmm. it has to you have to have like your own kind of sound to your music. And I didn't know what I wanted to make. Like I would search YouTube for hours looking through, you know, type beats and people's beats and soundcloud beats and i just felt like nothing was really me like and i just didn't know what, and and i kind of knew like probably the only way to really feel like that is a to work with the producer or b to become a producer to be able to make the beats yourself but back then i felt like <clears throat> i'm never gonna be able to learn how to make really great beats like i'm because like and it's so it's so weird how when you're younger you could be like 19 and you could think that's so old because I thought like it's too late. Like I needed to start learning how to play the piano when I was younger and shit. Yeah. So I like that's pretty much what I told myself is like it's, it's too late to learn how to make beats. So like I just got uninspired and and then eventually just started thinking like it's fucking dumb to think you're going to be a rapper. <laughs> like I need to I need to get a better plan in life. Damn. So you got really discouraged actually. Yeah. Dang. It, yeah. It's kind of depressing, like when like the artist falls falls out of love with the art. Oh yeah, that's like that's that really sucks. Yeah, right I was there. in a completely different mindset where I I gave up on it. Do well, I remember at one point when I was like a massage therapist, and and I knew I didn't want to do that forever. But but either way, I felt like I'm actually kind of glad I I don't think like that anymore. Because can you imagine how stressful it would be to be constantly being like, man, I need to make it, I need to make it. Because oh, at totally. that point. Because at that point, I wasn't in that mindset at all. So it was like a good break even, too. 
you know. Yeah, I feel like the greatest things happen when you're not forcing them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like with constant work, you know, great things happen. You can't just you can't just force that shit. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um So what made you become re-inspired? So well, like I said, um or like, I was going into uh my bed. So like I said. <laughs> even though I got cut out. Um what was I gonna say? Yeah, Hold we on. were recording some of this before and it got fucking redacted. Redacted. But uh like when COVID hit, like I was stuck in the house like all day long because I could not do massage like because remember they, they shut everything down and massage therapy was like one of the first things that they, you know, banned because that's obviously not banned, but they said, you, you can't do that right now. So I was unemployed, just sitting there getting unemployment, and I was in school. So I was, you know, getting unemployment and getting money from school. So I was hey. like. Sorry, bro. My, my cat is fucking oh, fucking with the background. Fucking with the studio? <laughs> you guys know cats. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, yeah. You know cats are. <laughs> but basically, like, I was stuck in the house all day, and that made me start rhyming again and basically what i figured out was basically what i figured out was actually i think what i really want to do is like maybe rap to lo-fi so i started doing that a lot and i eventually found some beats that really work with it then i found uc and then i found shout out uc shout out uc hell yeah best lo-fi beat producer oh yeah oh for sure dude and then i found uh this other dude, Pacific, and I made a bunch of shout out Pacific, shout out Pacific. Oh yeah, it's two, it's it's two producers. They don't make lo-fi, but oh. they make like they they kind of focus on pop a lot. But uh, it, so I made a bunch of songs to their beats, and uh, like I showed you one of them, and yeah, uh, it was sick. Thank you. And uh, so like there's so like one way or another, I figured out like dude, I could do this. Like I know how to rhyme. Like most people don't. I can't figure out how to stay on beat and 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 make multiple syllable rhymes and do metaphors and all, and sound like clean, like so. I was just like most like a lot of people on the radio don't even sound like that, and that's low key kind of cocky still. But I mean, one life like literally, I was just like, if if I can do this, like I want to, you know what I mean? Totally. Like, why would you not? Like, you know, it's way better than working any any other regular kind of job. I think. Cause, like when I was a massage therapist, I figured out like I like it's definitely better to work for yourself, but I I hated the work. The work was awful. So like even though like you definitely get the perks of working for yourself, like you make your own schedule, you decide how many hours you. Uh, Cause like I just uh, would pay a percentage of of what I make, and like as long as I like was doing okay, like. Like, you know, I could kind of come and go as I want. You know what I mean? Damn. Yeah, I mean, like, they say, what do they, what do they say? Like, work isn't work if you're doing what you love. And, like, even if you work for yourself, that shit's not what it's cracked up to be all the time, you know? Because you, exactly. you have to have the fire under your ass to, like, go get it every day. True, yeah. It, ha- it has to be something you love. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's <clears throat> a good point, man. Um like growing up, who were some of your musical inspirations? Like, what kind of bands or artists were you listening to? 
like uh so my first so like when i was first started rapping like i said for at first it was the that the battleground rappers like dna is one that's a legend uh fuck what i'm I'm trying to think of the number one guy that i always used to listen to i have to think of it dude hold on disaster that's his name disaster that homie could fucking rap dude really? and he did crazy multiple syllables and he would do the shit off the top that was just like insane dude so like yeah like those people first inspired me and then i got into like uh <clears throat> intuition dumbfounded wax those type of guys i watched a lot of timothy de la Guerra videos and i bumped his music timothy de la isn't that a comedian yeah he's like an asian guy yeah he's on wild and out now oh yeah heck yeah <laughs> so wax is that like a northern northern united states rap no, that's a that's a that's a rapper. That's a rapper's name. No, but they're from like the northern United States. I don't know. Oh, I don't know where he's okay. from. He's a white. He's a white dude. I think he lives in California. He's a white dude with a bald. He's he's always had a bald head, like shaved head. Yeah. Well, shit. Well, I'm fucking out of the loop then. <laughs> but hell but yeah, yeah they're definitely dudes who like rhyme a lot of multiple syllables, like all those dudes. So like I've like. Listening to music, that's always been – I mean, listening to rap, that's always been what I've gravitated towards. That's just always been what I liked. Totally. And then and then, uh, Mac Lethal is another huge one. Yeah, like that uh, – not your average rap. No, no like um, very simple mumble rap. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel that. That's what, that's what all the kids are listening to, man. That's what everyone's listening to. Yeah. Low-key, I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy some of it. I mean, yeah. I don't, I'm not saying it's bad, but I've just – I've always liked those kind of rappers. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Um, what about like uh, – Honestly, like back in the day when I was a kid, I used to hate what was on the radio. I used to be such a hater. You know what I mean? Like a, like a purist, like yeah. a hip-hop purist. Like I didn't like the radio music at all. And I hated Drake like back way back in the day. Just because, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> just because, like, he signified, like, popular rap music. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I like Drake now. Yeah. I mean, he's been dominant for, like, oh, yeah. 10 years. Oh, yeah. Like, Can't hate on Drake. Yeah. I mean, you can, but. <laughs> Aubrey Grams. Oh, man. I'm just going to. I feel you. Sorry, man. My freaking cat. The freaking's easy. I'm gonna introduce her. Okay, hell yeah. This is Zizi the cat. Hello. Yeah, she's not very friendly. <laughs> she's scratched me and bit me a lot. <laughs> All right. So, um, back to where we were. Um. All right. So, like. What's like one story that like really defines you as like a as like a person or an artist? Hmm. I don't know. You don't know? Shit. I don't like, know. What's something like like growing up like what made you say like like I'm like I think I I'm for sure going to be famous or something? Yeah. I I remember uh I remember uh I'd hit up some parties back in high school. And, like, they'd ask me to freestyle, and I would actually kill it on the freestyle, and, like, no one was expecting. And everyone would be hyped. And, like, that 
that was some of the moments that would tell me like I think I could actually do this because like that's I mean to have the pressure on you like that all your peers oh yeah most a lot of people wouldn't like rap in front of their peers no I totally agree man like takes a lot of guts especially in high school man like most people are like coming into their bodies and shit they're like who am I yeah you know damn Fucking, you think we can get a freestyle after this interview? I'm down. Five fingers of death or what? Hell yeah, man. We'll, we'll record it and we'll put it on uh, we'll put it on Instagram. I'm down. I'm Heck down. yeah, man. Yeah. It's exciting. Check that out, guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. So, let's see. How about... I was checking out your catalog before this interview, and uh, a lot of your songs seem to be about love. Uh, so, do you have a girlfriend in your life, man, or a wife or something? No, no. No? <laughs> Who are you writing these songs about? Uh, well, honestly, nobody, because, uh, like, to me, that's, like, a kind of, like, a big philosophy thing in music, actually, like, I've seen a lot of, uh, or some other artists say things like, I wish somebody would break up with me so that I could write about my heartbreak or something like that, but to me, like, I, I just think, well, if you, if you feel like you can kind of feel what that's like, why not write about it? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you need to necessarily write about only your personal experiences. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like a book, like, you know, imagine if, you know, famous authors thought like, oh, I can only write about what's actually happened to me. You know what I mean? Like so many of, you know, most, you know, great books, a lot of great books are fictional. They're totally made up. Like they didn't happen to the author at all. Mm -hmm. So I like to me music could be the same way like an artist doesn't necessarily need to write only about their own about their own experience like if you feel like you could write from a certain perspective like you know like that's what you should do but like also i don't know it's just a creative direction i go with a lot of these songs because honestly dude i i really just kind of try to write what i think should be said over the beat i really try to get like in tune with the beat and think like what would sound the the most what would make the most sense over this beat and with these lo-fi beats a lot of times it tends to be you know these these topics of like love and like heartbreak and shit like that totally yeah Yeah. but like it's gotta i feel like there does have to be some like a glimmer of like like I said, it doesn't have to be your own personal experience, but it, it has to be something you you can relate to so that other people could relate to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dang, so. Like, have you ever, like, uh, there's a movie called uh, F- Frank. I think I think that's what it's called. It's, it's just one name like that. I think it's called Frank. But uh, it's a pretty, like, weird, like, indie movie where uh, this dude has a, uh, he has like he's wearing this crazy ass like like mascot's head on his head the entire movie like in the movie he never takes it off or at least in front of anybody and he's a member of this band and uh and like this so the movie's about kind of about him but also about the band's new member who's who's this dude who's coming into it cold and he's like why does this guy always wear a mask and shit but anyways there's a scene where because he 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 uh plays the piano but he doesn't write any lyrics and he really wants to write lyrics that's kind of what the movie's about and he asks the dude Frank cuz the dude Frank's like a great lyricist and shit he's like how do you like how do I I don't know what I want my core 
songwriting themes to be. And Frank's like, you can write a song literally about anything. And then he looks at like a a, a tuft of, of fabric standing up on the carpet and he grabs his acoustic guitar and he literally writes a song about the tuft. But it's not, you know, about the tuft. Like obviously the tuft represents more in the song. But like that's kind of like my approach. Like I've always kind of gave this example when people have asked this kind of question. Like you could write a song about um, getting out of bed in the morning and how hard that is. But like you could make it sound like, you know, there's way more to this than just the idea of getting out of bed. Like maybe it's, you know, the idea of of just being trapped in in like the same life cycle, you know, even though you're literally just talking about getting out of bed, people are going to draw way more from that. Mm-hmm. Or you could take it another direction. Like this is kind of like option two for songwriting, like in my mind is maybe write the song about getting out of bed. But like, as you write it, you're actually writing the lyrics with the twist of like, like maybe you change the lyrics to be like, instead of getting out of bed, or I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that one, <laughs> but like no, maybe I, it's, it's, it's not just about getting out of bed. Maybe it's about getting out of bed and now I'm alone or like, you know what I mean? You could easily take something mundane and make it very romantic by just adding that kind of idea. Like instead of just getting out of bed, maybe I'm sad because I'm getting out of bed alone for the first time in a while. Yeah. You know? Dang. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. That's a that's kind of like a easy trope to to go into with lo-fi beats because they kind of sound sadder. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Dang. All right. Yeah, I feel that. Um, do you ever see yourself like expanding outside of outside of lo-fi beats? Yeah, yeah, I do. I I really want to like sing more and make stuff that's like not not really hip-hop at all like more like indie type music like i definitely want to make some songs that are just like me and the guitar and shit but like i'm I'm like always working on my voice and trying to like perfect like writing lyrics with my kind of singing voice and like and, and like just writing good chord progressions and shit i'm still like i'm i'm still not quite happy with like like my producing abilities in in making beats like i still i still feel like i need like a whole like year or so to really get to where i want to be with making beats hell yeah i'm glad we got you fucking before you're at your at your peak bro we got heat we got you here yeah dude in this undisclosed location fuck yeah fuck yeah that's what's up man um you so you think you could see yourself over like like trap beats one day no not trap beats like what kind of beats like like I like like indie like songwriting like maybe like um I mean I don't want to name any one artist because I feel like I want to have my own kind of sound you know what I mean but like maybe like the structure of like like Mac DeMarco and songs mm. like that yeah that's awesome that's awesome he has a really interesting creative strategy I heard yeah does he uh, you, I you heard, heard he's just kind of disorganized oh yeah yeah you know? yeah you know a lot of his um, songs are named after a woman <laughs> really yeah dang. There's like Cheryl or Sharon or something like that. I haven't bumped him in a while, but I I went through a phase where I like I that's all I listened to. Damn, hell yeah. Well, uh, thanks. So what's next for you? What's next? I'm just keep like I said, just keep getting better at making beats and songs for sure. Just like 
I'm learning. I'm always learning more like music theory and production, and I don't really want to go to school for it because I feel like you don't really need to go to school to learn all the shit I'm I'm trying to learn. Like I'm not trying to make you know, like real jazz or like classical music, you know. Yeah. But I honestly, one thing I've been uh, trying to learn is like melodic minor. It's like it's like uh, the minor scale, but like the sixth and seventh degrees are both raised, so it it makes you play some really like some of the chords are augmented which are like weird sounding chords and like it's just a totally different feel of music besides like what you know anything on the radio is dang yeah i'm excited to, i'm excited to hear that man yeah hopefully we can have another interview after you drop all that new music yeah dude that'd be really awesome um is there anything else you want to say man to the audience um just check out my shit i'm trying to make at least put out at least one video a a week on youtube so like trying to keep up some of it'll be things that i produced some of it will be some uc beats or some other kind of beats i'm trying to hit up but yeah i'm trying to make at least one one video a week so check out uh daniel ridgeway ridgeway on youtube yeah we'll have that in the description and on screen too hopefully um my name is derek the designer Thanks for watching this first interview with Daniel Ridgeway. Thank you for having me on, Legendary, bro. bro. Hell yeah. Fuck hell yeah. yeah, glad to have you. Hell yeah, thank you. Fucking. Hopefully, can we get that freestyle now? Oh, okay, yeah, we need a beat, shit. Hell yeah, man, let's get it. Let's, 